And welcome back to No Filler, the music podcast dedicated to sharing the often overlooked hidden gems that fill the space between the singles on our favorite records. My name is Travis. I got my brother Quentin with me, of course. Who, me? I'm talking about you. You're here. I'm here. Here I am. Do you think there's anybody who gets that reference, dude? I can't even think of what... It's from uh, Beverly Hills Ninja. The Beverly Hills Ninja. Yeah. <laughs> no, um, uh, dude. I. This is so. First off, this is a sidetrack. So yeah, you know, we're gonna try to keep it short and sweet. But guess what? I just watched for the first time. For the first time ever. Ever. What? Almost Heroes. One of the last, if not the last, movie that Chris Farley shows up in. It's got Matthew Perry in it. Um. Is it good? It's basically, it is good, dude. It's a it's a Christopher Guest movie. Mm. So you know the guy that does Spinal Tap and Best in Show, yeah, all that stuff. So it's more of like an ensemble cast, you know, which you don't usually see in like the Chris Farley movies. Hmm. It's good, dude. It's about like uh, basically these two other guys that try to beat Lois and Clark as they head west. Interesting. It's good, man. And it made me really sad. Yeah. Because, you know, it's just Chris Farley being Chris Farley. Sure. And, yeah. Well, too way to start soon. out this episode too on a soon. downer. Sorry. But, uh, yeah, like you said, this is a this is a sidetrack episode. And I would say that it's the first proper sidetrack episode that we've done in months. Meaning, you know, I, th- I think we need to give like a, a rehash of what, what – the original idea behind the sidetrack episodes was um, last week we did Fleet Foxes, right? We talked about their new record, Shore. So back when we first started the podcast, the idea was, hey, we'll talk about an album. And then the following week, we'll do a shorter episode called a sidetrack episode where we literally just talk about one song and it can be any song as long as it is somehow related to the album or the artist that we talked about the previous week, right? Yeah. So in the past we would do, um, you know, like a, a, a band that had a major influence on, on the, on the band that we covered the previous week or, you know, a side project or something that some of the other members of the, of the band has, had done. Right. Stuff like that. Yeah. So like our very first episode was Alice in Chains Dirt and our sidetrack for that week, or I guess for the next week. Actually, it was for the same week because back in the day we used to do two episodes a Dude, week. We, yeah, we we were naive, man. That was tough. yeah, but yeah, <laughs> our sidetrack was um, Green River, which was one of the first bands to to be dubbed uh, grunge, right? Yeah. So anyway, this week we are going to talk about a Fleet Foxes side project called Poor Moon. So this band features two members from Fleet Foxes. Christian Wargo and Casey Westcott. So Casey is the, well, you know, they're all multi-instrumentalists, right? Casey plays keyboards, mandolin, and vocals. He's been at, with Fleet Foxes since the beginning. Wait, so he's, is he the guy that's been, you know, friends with 
Pecknold forever. He's like the guy with the mandolin. Yeah, uh, yeah, he is. So he's a founding member. He's yeah. one of the founding members, yeah. And then Christian Wargo has been with Fleet Foxes since 2008, so not a founding member. He plays bass guitar, also guitar, and then provides backup vocals. I mean, with Fleet Foxes, almost all of them provide backup vocals, right? That's how they do their harmonizing and stuff. But anyway, yeah. so these guys formed in 2012, and they were almost immediately signed with Sub Pop, which is Fleet Fox's label, right? So sure, sure. Sub Pop was like, yeah, well, of course we'll sign you guys. You know, we know what you can do with with Fleet Foxes. And um, what's interesting about this record, they only put out two two releases, a full length and an EP. Um, you can definitely hear these guys' influence on on the Fleet Foxes sound, right? A lot of times it's like. You know, Robin Pecknold is almost synonymous with Fleet Foxes, right? And it's hard to remember and realize that, like, there's a lot of talented musicians that go into making Fleet Foxes sound the way that they sound, you know? And um, especially if you've seen them live. Oh, yeah. You would know that for sure, right? Because seeing them live, that's that's going to go down as one of the best shows that I've seen. The one that we saw together. And then I caught them during their um, during their Cracked Up tour. And it was in it, it was a bad experience, not because of them, but because of the venue I saw them in. But anyway, the venue that we that you and I saw them in years ago, that was the fucking perfect show, man. It was great. So yeah, it is Casey and Christian of Fleet Foxes, along with I assume they're brothers, Ian and Peter Murray. So that is Poor Moon. That's really all you need to know. They do indie folk, baroque pop. Is what they're calling themselves, whatever that means. Yeah, sounds like Fleet Foxes. Sounds like Fleet Foxes. Um, they have more of a um, more of a '60s vibe to them, maybe, and not like psychedelic by any means. But we're just gonna let, let's just play a song and then we'll talk about it. So, in the true spirit of sidetrack, here we're gonna get right down to business. We're gonna play our track. We're gonna chat about it. We're gonna do our what you heard, and then we're gonna be done, dude. Short and sweet. Short and sweet, nothing but the meat. Yeah, you, you don't need to hear us talk for an hour every week, maybe every other week. No buns, just meat and cheese. That's right. I don't know what that means, dude. <laughs> uh, <laughs> didn't we have a childhood friend? Actually, it was our older brother's childhood friend, and he would eat burgers with just meat. It was just yeah, meat and sandwich. Super picky. Or meat and bread. That was it. Shout out to Ryan. Eh? Yeah, shout out to Ryan <laughs> um, if you're listening. He's not. All right, so we're going to listen to... A track off of their self-titled full length came out in 2012. It's called Heaven's Door. Strangest spot 
come in. I like it. It's got that uh, like 60s Brit pop kind of uh, like the zombies or something. Yeah, but it's got like, you know, a little bit more like experimental kind of stuff. Like the birds kind of, you know, the birds, you know, like uh, what was that record, man? The, uh, the Fifth Dimension. Yeah. You know, that more like it. it's like a step toward psychedelic, you know, but like not fully psychedelic. I like it. If that makes any sense. But yeah, I, I love that song. That song has always stuck with me. There's a lot of tracks on this record. And um, that one I, I've always, I've always uh, gone back to just because there's so many cool things that happen with like the organ sound and like the drums and stuff. Really cool. Really cool song. So yeah, Q, the song is called Heaven's Door, right? If you're paying attention to the lyrics, basically it's, you know, it's actually singing about this guy's experience as he finds himself in front of heaven's door. It says here, found myself in the strangest spot. At the time, all I knew was where I was not. In a clean white robe instead of my clothes on a great big cloud in a street of golden stones. There was a big black gate and a wise old man with a pretty thin book held in his hand, which he opened up to the very last page, and he shook his head as he looked my way. That's kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. So, definitely, this he's not getting in, right? That's the idea there. Especially, you know, I like the detail. He had a thin book in his hand. Right. As in, you know. Like, man, you really didn't do much here that's, uh, that I can point to to say that I should let you in. No, I took it as like... That's the book of names, people that are getting in. Oh. Could be interpreted either way, right? But like, you know. Yeah. It's like, no, you're not getting in here, dude. You're a fucking rock star. <laughs> you know what I mean? I saw what you did when you were on tour with Fleet Foxes. Um, but no, pretty cool. Pretty cool concept. And it's got that kind of like, you can almost see like a one of those old 60s, um, what was that, Fantastic Planet? Yes. Forbidden Planet? Was that it? Or was it fam- Fantastic, Fantastic Planet. Planet? Like, I can almost see, it'd be cool if they did a music video of, you know, the story that, that's being told in this, like, in that style. It'd be, like, perfect. Yeah. Anyway, let me just jump down here, Q, because I like this stuff. The next part of the song. This is cool. I like this. All right. I might have to get this tattooed on my on my arm or something. Once was lost, but I haven't been found. Crawled up from the dirt. Now I'm standing my ground. Don't have much, but I'm saving some pride for the man with the pitchfork waiting outside for me. Mm. Oh, that's fucking dope, dude. Especially right now, October, you know, Halloween. So yeah, he's he's just embracing. You know, he was at Heaven's Door. God's like, nah, dude, keep moving. And then Devil's like, come on, dude. Come on over, man. Got plenty of room down here. Yeah, dude, that reminds me of uh, Back to the Life by Spoon, you know? That's one of my favorite tracks off Kill the Moonlight. Oh, me too. There's so man. many cool things that happen in that Take song. Take up your scythe. This world wasn't meant for us both. Like that is, you know, Kill the Moonlight, and I'm sure we talked about this on our Kill the Moonlight episode. That was when Spoon officially became Spoon, right? As far as like... That's the way I see it, yeah. All the really interesting things that they did, the production value and stuff like that, the... the um. Just all the cool stuff. That it's, they did. it's definitely the most experimental album yeah. of theirs, I think. Uh, our apologies, Tyler. Um, I was going to say, what do you think, Tyler? <laughs> our apologies for just sounding so uneducated here. But um, <laughs> anyway, well, all right, man. Short and sweet. I like it. Short and sweet. If you like that song, 
there's nine other tracks on that record and they also put out an ep before that called illusion and that was it they were done um and this was uh, i'm pretty sure this was in the in the hiatus wasn't it yeah this was right after helplessness blues so okay, foxes yeah. was on its hiatus robin was going to college or whatever he was doing so these guys are like we're not done making music let's talk about heaven and hell yeah right. we got to keep yeah. going all right all right brother so i think it's time for our what you heard segment it is time for what you heard so um q you want to go first yes oh yeah dude i will always go first good gives me time to pick <laughs> one so in case you don't know this is our segment at the end of each episode we will bring to the table one song that we heard in between recordings we also have a what you heard playlist on spotify where we update it weekly and add tracks in order from when we listen to them and we've got a link to that pinned to the top of our twitter page at no filler at no filler podcast q ah god damn it dude yeah i keep i keep messing that up all right so travis have you heard of a group called peel dream magazine (laughs) no i have not heard that (laughs) people running out of band names here i i feel like this was one of those band aggregator things you know what i mean like (laughs) spin the roulette sure band name generator or something all right, so these guys are straight up, like, they went to the school of My Bloody Valentine, dude, and they definitely passed with flying colors. It's almost like a a carbon copy of My Bloody Valentine, in a good way, I think. Um, so if, you know, if you're looking for some shoegazy dream pop goodness in the same vein as My Bloody Valentine, look no further. Uh, they have a brand new album that just came out called Agit Prop Alterna. And I'm going to play track four off the record. It's called Escalatorism. Yeah, definitely my bloody valentine but like a more almost like a more um 
digestible version. Does that make sense? I don't know. It's like, uh, oh, yeah, um, I got you. Not, yeah, not as, uh, not as textured and like lush as my bloody Valentine, but like, I would say a little less, uh, gazing at the shoes. You know what I mean? A little less droney. Most of the time, you know, they've got that wall of sound cranked up my bloody Valentine style, but there's a few songs in here where, where they dial it down a little bit. Um, yeah, it's good stuff. So again, that is a band called Peel Dream Magazine. The album is called Agitprop Alterna. That was Escalator-ism. All right, man. So what have you been hurting lately? All right, Q. You know, I like to force weird stuff onto people through my... What you heard? I said that in a really weird robotic way. <laughs> uh, well, Travis, last week you you didn't promise but you said that you might be bringing some rock today uh yeah is that happening no i um, i didn't no i let you down wow um but you know there is a kind of a guitar in this song maybe <laughs> kind of a guitar uh, yeah <laughs> <laughs> okay all right so it's october i have been watching a lot of horror movies lately this is as fresh as it gets, Q, because I watched this movie today while I was working. It's on Netflix. You can watch it yourself if you'd like. It's called The Black Coat's Daughter. I would give it a C. wasn't very good. <laughs> so don't watch. <laughs> you know, you can you can watch it or you or you can not watch it. Either way. So watch it while you're working, like you. So you're just half-assed. Yeah. Well, it. let me. I will say this. Maybe I missed key details because by the end of it i was like what the fuck am i watching but anyway (laughs) um the soundtrack on the other end was really interesting it is by a fella that goes by the name elvis perkins um i I say go by it goes by the name because i don't i doubt that's his real name but um anyway how dare you name shame so (laughs) he um yeah, so he's done he's done a couple of scores for um for films that yeah, it looks like he he likes to stay in the in sort of the horror genre. But um he did the score for I Am the Pretty Thing That Lives in the House, which came out in 2016. Black Coat's Daughter, which is the movie I I watched. Um and yeah, he's he's also done some like independent releases. But anyway, it's very atmospheric and very like it, it kind of to me had a nod to like 70 60s and 70s like horror film stuff. I don't know. I'm probably way off on that. But we're going to listen to one of the tracks off of this off of this score. So as I think I've mentioned before, I love soundtracks, right? I'm a big I'm a big movie soundtrack guy. And um yeah, I would listen to this independently of the film. That's that's how much I enjoyed the music. All right, Q. So you said that. Well, I guess I said, I said that I was bringing rock to the table. I was going to try to. Yeah, and you failed. Now, this song, as you'll see, does have a little bit of rock and roll in it, Q. But again, this is the soundtrack to the Black Coat's Daughter, and this song is called "The Firelight."
I take back what I said, dude. That was the, the heaviest tune we've listened to in a while, I feel like. There you go. Oh, from the last like 20 swimming seconds. in new wave the last couple weeks. That's true. So, um, I like that. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that that was featured on like the car radio of, um, one of the characters, like that was supposed to be the song that they were listening to on the radio. I guess it faded in from that more like atmospherics, uh, first part of that song, you know? Anyway. Yeah, that's cool. It was, um, you know, this, this movie is about, demon possession i'll just say that right so that's almost like a nod to like heavy metal satan worship kind of stuff you know that's the only time that you hear anything like that on the soundtrack which is interesting that's cool that is cool that they they threw in something from the original score and, and made it kind of play on the radio in the scene yeah well and i could be wrong about that because i tried to sh- shazam the song that i heard on the radio which i i want to say that's what it was but Anyway, turns out you can't really, you need more than like freaking 10 seconds to Shazam something sometimes. So I think that's what it was. It might not have been. It may also help if you're not, you know, staring at your work screen. Well. With the movie playing in the background. No, I have it up. I can see it. I have a nice big monitor, dude. You know, I have and have my screen. Anyway. All right, Q. So, you know, if you have some time and you want to put on... I will say this: the imagery is cool. the The way that it was shot is nice. I like the, I like the, uh, the the you know the overall vibe of the film is cool. Um, the payoff was not worth it to me, but you know, to each their own. Cue. I feel like with horror movies, it's kind of like my relationship with with metal. Like the older I get, the more I like broaden my appreciation for for horror movies right and like the i start to to look for more interesting subgenres and stuff of, of horror movies right right yeah and once you it's just like you know it's just like that slippery slope cue of uh hedonism once you once you start you just, satanic panic right? you just want more and more of it you know they're coming for your kids hide your kids and your wife all right cue that's it man we're done Next week, I'm going to say it right now, dude. I'm, I'm not going to hold back. Do it. Do it. We're going to talk about the White Stripes. Yes. And we're going to talk about Elephant. I'm excited, dude. Which, when did that come out? Like 2005? 2004? It's got to be, yeah. 2003, dude. Yeah, man. This was... I mean, there. Uh, yeah. What's? I mean, there's so much to this say. This was our introdu- introduction to White Stripes. This was our introduction to White Stripes, and you know, this was around that time. I feel like when blues rock was kind of a thing for a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. You, you know, we'll talk about all this next week, but Black Keys were. I, I feel like Black Keys came out after White Stripes, which is why they called themselves Black Keys. Um, now I. I don't know if that's true or not, but I feel like that that's can't be a coincidence, right? Yeah. Yeah, I want to dive into more of that, the history of of that. Um, you know, there's plenty to talk about uh, just on Jack White alone, right? For but, sure, um, yeah. Yeah. Let's get to the bottom of this relationship between him and Meg. I'm sure, like, people know. But, um, <laughs> you know, there's all that speculation yeah. back then. Like, are they sister, brother? Are they, yeah. were they married? Are they dating? Are they dating? Are they married? Are they sister, brother? 
Yeah. Anyway, one of the greatest guitar players of all time. One of the greatest musicians of all time. Like Living legend, man. Living legend. Um, if you caught his SNL performance a couple of weeks back, that just kind of, you know, reminded me why live rock music is so fucking important, you know? Yeah. I um, miss it. And, and yeah, made me miss it really and long for it again. I really so, miss it, dude. Yeah. yeah. All right. So that's next week. And um, yeah, kind of like we said um, on, in the Fleet Foxes episode, we're just kind of back to our old format of just kind of bouncing around, going wherever we feel like going, you know? We don't have any agenda or any like schedule. We're not doing any themed batches of episodes like we had been. We're just kind of going where the spirit takes us, the spirit of rock and roll or what have you, you know? Yes, sir. So, yeah, that's that. Um, yeah, we will uh, We'll talk to you guys next week. You can find us on our website, nofillerpodcast.com. You can find track listings and show notes for that episode. So that's every track that we talked about. Any any song that you heard uh, will be listed on the track list. You can also find us at the tweeters or Twitter, um, at nofillerpodcast, as Cube mentioned earlier. And, of course, you can also find us and many other great music podcasts over at Pantheon podcasts.com that is the network that we belong to along with many other great music podcasts so i'll catch you next week we're going to talk about white stripes it's going to be awesome and that's that my name is travis and i'm quentin see y'all next week It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points.
FantasyPoints.com. Code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points.